Uh, welcome back, Trevor, to the podcast. For uh, for our listeners that weren't here before, Trevor is a Vancouver Canucks fan and kind of want to int- reintroduce yourself, I guess, uh, for the listeners. So, yeah. yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm Trevor. I'm a huge Vancouver Canucks fan, um, and I'm a uh, third year student at Western University. Good for you, buddy. We love it. Um, just. Uh, for for Trevor and for for all our listeners, I mean Trevor's one of my one of my, my uh, one of my longtime friends. I would I would choose to have him uh, if I was playing hockey. I would have no one else stab me in the back with a medieval weapon. Uh, with I would I would love to have the name Trevor engraved on this medieval weapon as it stabs me in the back and blood squirts out of my guts as I am stabbed with a sword. Okay, Lucas, where is this going? I was talking about Alan Walsh, okay? Yes, I know. But what are you going to, like, what is, I understand the reference, but, like, what are you trying to say with that? Like, okay. Um, so, he's here to I talk was, Canucks. I, so I, I let's just wanted talk to Canucks. rub it into Alan Walsh. That's a whole nother discussion. That we're, team. We're, that's going to be a whole nother discussion we're going to talk. But Vancouver Canucks yesterday, uh, yesterday, how are your feelings after uh, the round one uh, beating the um, the Blues? Oh, I don't know. I, f- I feel pretty good about it. I think after the Blues series, everything else is gravy. Like, I think so the Blues bonus? series was, was one that I don't know if you necessarily expected them to win, but you kind of hoped they'd win. And Yeah. But, like, the series against Vegas, Vegas is better than them. Is it, um, though? I think that's what everyone well, said about the blues versus Canucks and the Canucks came out on top and they got destroyed in game one against Vegas, but they came back and had a really good game in game, uh, game two versus Vegas. So who knows? I, I, I love their game yesterday, but yeah. um, I don't know. I just think that, I mean, if Vancouver's going to win this series, it's going seven. Yeah. I think. Um, I, I'd agree. I, I agree. It goes late. I don't. Maybe not seven. Definitely six or seven. But I don't know. I just feel like Vegas is definitely the best team they've seen so far. They, it's interesting because they've kind of played similar teams that have just been better and better and better. Yeah. Like the Wild are a very defensive-oriented team, but they can't stop a puck. Yeah. Um, the Blues are a bit more physical, and well. I thought they had better goaltending, and then Bennington laid an egg. Yeah, yeah, that was, that, a, was that was a goose egg. That was a tough, that was a tough series to watch because I I called Blues in six, and I just John Bennington just really messed that up for me, and like yeah, so yeah, Bennington was pretty bad. When it was interesting throughout the series from the beginning, the Canucks realized if you go low blocker on them, yeah, you couldn't stop the puck. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and so, he was—he wasn't the same Bennington as we got last year, which was disappointing because oh. this team could have won back to back if they had goaltending. No, I was watching that. Let's series. see. I don't think Ryan you can follow. O'Reilly. Yeah, Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Ryan O'Reilly. That he almost single-handedly pulled the Blues back into that series. Yeah, that's he, he that's was really good point. on the play. Yeah, that's a great point. But but back to Jordan Bennington. I don't think you like. Especially last year in Game Seven, nothing, nothing was going to be stopping this guy. Like no, nothing was getting yeah. past this guy. I don't think you could have, you could have recreated that 
However, he he was not up to par. He was definitely like, we're not like asking Jake him. Allen. Jake Allen won won their games. Yeah, like we're not asking John Bennington to like to be unstoppable, just above average, and he wasn't above average, and that was the issue with the Canucks. And the Canucks were scoring crap ton of goals and a lot of nice ones too and i have to give connects the credit Bo they... horvat is on another he's on another level bo yeah. horvat has just completely completely elevated his game and is on another level yeah and you get to game six of that series they got contributions from their bottom six which jay beagle and was, antoine yeah. roussel tyler yeah. mott scored twice he's had four yeah. goals in two games and that was an amazing goal he scored, but he just completely dangled a jock off of Alex Petrangelo, who's yeah. supposed to get $8 million. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, the f- first game of the series versus Vegas, uh, the Canucks get shut out. Um, how how were you feeling after that game? Were you optimistic, pissed off? Like, what, how, how were you leaning to? Uh, for most of that game, I just looked at it as they were getting beat by a better team. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. The other thing is, too, it's kind of a tough spot for a team that's coming off a big series when a lot of their players haven't seen the playoffs very much. Uh, They just knocked off the defending champs, and then they're facing a Vegas team that beat the Blackhawks pretty easily and had four or five days off. Yeah. So I think it's kind of expected that it would be a bit of a letdown. But... I kind of expected them to come up flying in game two. I wasn't sure if it would be enough, but looks like it was obviously. Enough. Yeah, you know, they they could play with them a little bit. I d- yeah. definitely the second period. I found that they were that they were outplayed. However, I'm oh yeah, I, I'm I'm such that I'm that hockey fan. I'm like, hey, if you're outplayed, if you get outplayed, but you're still winning, I it doesn't matter to me. And then in the third period, in the third period, Vegas didn't know didn't know how to play defense. Like yeah, so it's it's a whole thing of. I was watching. I was watching the the Bruins game. I don't know if either of you caught it, but that's that's. And I think Sahar and I will tell you this for, as being scarred. The Bruins capitalize on every single one of your mistakes. You'll make a mistake, it goes in the back of your net. And I feel that that's what the Canucks did with with uh, with Vegas. It's just Vegas was making getting you know defensive errors, and the cap and the Canucks were just capitalizing on them. The Elias yeah, Pettersson goal. The way I look goal? at it. Oh yeah, sorry. Continue. Oh, yeah. The Elias Pettersson yeah, goal. The way that on the power play dangling that's good so i have no idea how he was that open no but yeah no i look at this series and i think vegas is the better team but jacob markstrom is the best goalie i i I definitely agree with that and if you have the better goal you always have a shot Mm -hmm. yeah like let leonard was obviously good in game one and then he just wasn't in game two and i i'm interested to see if vegas switches to the one who was backstabbed, Mark Andre Fleury, and yeah, and yeah. I, I, it's the advantage of having two goalies. But I, I, I don't know. I would, I wouldn't put him in personally. But, uh, who, but who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think Leonard played that badly in that game. Most of those goals were just good goals. Also, uh, I think it was was it the was it the fourth goal that was like at the beginning of the third period. The one where. Um... I think it was, yeah, it was the best was like a broken play the and there best were goal. Two guys wide open in front of the net. Like, how do you leave two guys wide open in front of the net? And you can't blame the goalie for that. No. And uh, another thing that you said was like they don't have a lot of playoff experience. I'm trying to think. So like, 
was it Tanev, Edler, uh, Beagle, and I guess Louis Erickson too would be like the only four guys who really have like deep playoff experience. Toffoli and Pearson have cups. Yeah, that's that's a good point too. I always forget Tyler Toffoli. Like, can we talk about how I don't know if I don't know. I know you saw the Tyler Toffoli goal. He literally paused to be like, "Oh my god, I have the puck," and just shot it. Yeah, I saw that. I've I saw ne- the highlights on. The I've thing. never it's seen a hard. guy that open with that much time in front of nothing. Yeah, exactly. In front of just a wide open net. So, do I know this? This game gives you a lot of. Uh, it's a lot. Of, it's a. It's a huge. It's huge upside. The game. game three, I could very much see the Canucks rolling again. I, uh, that depends I on who's in net. That's for me. For uh, whoever's in net for Vegas, be that's because if if Robin Leonard's back in net and he craps an egg again, then Canucks can take the lead in the series. But if um if God damn it, what's his name? Well, uh, Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah, if, if Leonard Fleury plays comes, well too. Yeah, if Fleury comes back cold, he hasn't played in the last like seven games, eight games in the playoffs or whatever. So he might just come in cold and not be very good either. Or he might be just be on Mark Andre Fleury and put like a nine fifty up on the scoreboard on um, the save percentage. So who knows? It could go either way. Mm-hmm. Um, who and, and another thing that that, I, that the Canucks are doing so well and that they're they're really help that's really helping them is their big guys are really stepping up. Like the players you want to score are scoring. Like like do, do you would you agree with that, Trev? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, guys like Pedersen's lighting it up. Um, JT Miller's doing his thing. I thought uh, I thought yeah. that was going to be a turn. It turned out to look really well. Yeah, no, it was another one of those where it's like it looked like a cap dump, but but he's he's playing really well. Way too much, but no, I he's a really good fit mm-hmm. for this team. And I- um, yeah. So, Trevor, how do you see the rest of the playoffs going? Also, I'm just going to go back to what I was saying before, and then I'll go into that. But um, JT Miller apparently has been a good influence on Jake Furtanen. Yeah, I don't, he, he's which, another player where I was shocked to see that, that, he's, that he's still playing well. Which um, I think is interesting. And Furtanen had a good game in Game 5 against the Blues, and – he was playing with JT Miller. Mm-hmm. Interesting, but yeah, going into the playoffs, I don't know. I I don't know with the Canucks series again. Like I want the Canucks to win. I don't know if I put money on it. Um, but um, I would have liked Colorado to come out of the West, but they're struggling a little bit it's right now. Goalie. You, you don't Dallas figured out how to score, and you don't have a goalie, you can't win. Like apparently, Dallas figured out how to score, and that's that's been their issue. And then you look at the East. I don't know. I really like the Islanders. Okay, so the for, Islanders. this is from my point of view. Anyone that goes okay, so uh, like let's look like from like last like before last night. I was saying that Vegas, uh, and then it'd be Vegas versus wait, who's win- uh, Vegas versus Dallas in the Western Conference Finals, and then I'm saying Boston and Islanders. 
in that scenario, there, I, there's no team that I want to win. I, I don't want any other because I don't want Boston to win because Boston. I don't want the Islanders to win because fuck the Islanders. I don't want Vegas to win because they're a third, fourth year expansion team and they're going to win the Stanley Cup and they can go fuck them. And then the only team I'd actually want to win, but there's no likable characters on, is Dallas. But that's such a good point. Dallas is a very unlikable team because they have, well, like, because Corey Perry automatically is unlikable and I'm sure Trev can, can, can atone to that. <laughs> um, and like, like like Tyler Sagan, even though he's a great player, he's he, like he's a, he's an asshole. He can be. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there are there are very likable players on Dallas. That's true. So uh, me personally, from how it's going right now, I would either want Tampa or the Philadelphia Flyers to win the Stanley Cup because that's the worst out of that's the best out of the worst case scenarios that we can have. Or Vancouver. Or, or, if or they, Vancouver Canucks. Canada's Vancouver past. Canucks. But one thing I'm worried about is that if it's Vancouver, it might be against Boston, and yes. I don't think Vancouver will be able to handle <laughs> that again. This literally, like, like I think, I think, like Robson Street will just explode into the Pacific Ocean, and like, there's like riots are just gonna like Rogers Arena is just gonna be. Is it Rogers Arena? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Rogers Place. Yeah. Okay, yeah. it's just Rogers gonna Arena. explode and. It's gonna be Corona cases are gonna spike in BC. Oh, I can't. Oh, and then we're gonna and then we're just gonna make fun of you for another <laughs> ten years. Because people still make fun of the Canucks for riot for riots. Yeah, yeah. most Canucks fans are uh, Canucks fans have not given themselves a very nice reputation. Yeah, because they lit their city on fire. So that's that's just how it is and i'm surprised can, can i be surprised or can I, if i'm gonna be honest i i'm surprised that there hasn't been a leaf fan like there hasn't been so, something on that level because of all the game seven losses i don't know i think i think it's different too for vancouver though because they've never won a cup <laughs> we we basically haven't either and it's just this whole thing where it's like They've made the finals three times. They've been to two game sevens. And Look I think... This. If Toronto yeah. has been in the finals and lost in gate seven twice, we, we would not have oh. a city anymore. Oh. They actually, like... Oh, I understand why they're riding. Point. If that would have happened in... This only happened in the first round. If it would have happened second, third round where we lose game seven to the same team or the finals... We would burn the city to the ground and the arena. We'd start with the arena and then the rest of the city. So they, we can't even compare they, to them. And, and like the players, the players are still going to be in the arena. They're just going to be throwing freaking Molotovs into the Scotiabank Arena. Oh, it'll be terrible. Because as much as like Toronto does have classy people, but every fan base has their idiots. And yeah. oh, yeah. oh, it's 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 terrible. But I. After last night, I have mu- I have much more faith in the Canucks because they looked very good in the first and se- in the first and third period. And even though they didn't look great in the second period, they still they still got a goal and we're still up three to one. So I I'm I, I'm I'm pretty high on the Canucks and also and also they're the they're probably the most fun team left in the left yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. Would you Would you Yeah, I'd say we agree with that. Um, they're definitely. They're definitely like one of the most fun teams I've seen this year, um, and it's 
it's one of those it's kind of like the the young leafs team where it's like it was like it was an adventure to watch them every game because you never knew what was going to happen yeah but this this leaf or this vancouver's team is way better than the leafs team. oh they beat very, the stanley cup so champions um they went past the first round um and yeah it's, what's that like yeah what's that like um it's yeah. it's it's a lot more fun to watch them because they don't have the baggage of our Leafs team where they can't get past the first round. And so from here on out, the expectations are a lot higher for the Vancouver Canucks where if they don't get past the first round, it's going to be a disappointment. So I don't know if that's good or bad for you guys, but that's, that's how it's going to be for from now on. Um, I, uh, I'm, I might've just missed this. I just personally didn't notice Tyler Myers yesterday. Did he even play? No. Okay. Is he, is he injured? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So that's why. Because okay. I've been, yeah, cause I've been watching... In, I think it was game two against the Blues. He has a slightly separated shoulder. Oh, that's, 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 that's bad. Is Ole Ulevi playing? He played one game. He played the serious clincher against the Wild. Yeah, because I saw him on the bench played. for the Tanev goal. Okay, so, so, what's your, so what's your defense made out of? So it's um, Hughes and Tanev, Edler and Stetcher, and Jordy Ben and Oscar Fantenberg. Okay. How's how's Jordy Ben doing? He's he's been okay. He's not great, but he he doesn't kill you. Doesn't kill you? Okay. So cuz we're we we got to scout out defense for first for for our team because Lord knows we need actually Jordy Ben. Jordy Ben might not be one that I would want cuz he's just cuz he's left-handed just just from shot alone. But it's because everyone, everyone keeps bringing up Tanev and Tanev and Tanev, and I personally, personally, I think he's just a little too old. I, I, I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him ride out into the sun with the Canucks. I really would. Tanev's interesting because he's the kind of player that typically doesn't age well. Mm-hmm. A guy who's very much a defensive defenseman, guy who eats minutes, blocks a lot of shots. Um. And he's a guy that struggled a lot with injuries because he blocks so many shots and takes a lot of hits. But I don't know. Him playing with Hughes, like that's that's a I really like that pair. Like it kind of allows Hughes to do his thing offensively. Yeah. Trevor, I, I, Trevor, I just want to say, it's this is you did a really bad job because you just convinced me that I want Chris Tanev on the Leafs. Could you imagine him playing with Morgan Riley or Travis Dervit? Because well, he, yeah, he, he gives a, a stabilizing presence to your to your decor. The only issue with re, like giving him term is that he's going to get slower, and he's not the fastest defenseman in the world to begin with. Yeah. I don't I don't need fast. I need someone who can make a breakout pass. If, if you Dubin, can do that, if Kyle you can Dubin. do that, I'm good. Yeah, but Kyle Dubas said like when his interviews after the Kapanen trade, he's like. Everyone knows who we need. If there's another Jake Muzzin out there that we can sign for four years, then that's who we're looking for. And so I don't know if he kind of is the Jake Muzzin that we need, but we'll see. I how think it goes. he's. A, I think he's a very good comparable because yeah. they're just they're so they're similar in age, I guess, similar in in playing style. Yeah, so we'll, see, we'll see how. It that's goes. the other thing I like about the Canucks is their just their ability to block shots is insane. They set, they, set, last night. they set a record, like 50 block shots or something like 40, that. Yeah. 
40 something yeah so they blocked a lot of shots and therefore make markstrom's job a lot easier and that's they're gonna have to do that if they want to stop the vegas golden knights because they can score and they're gonna have to do that put put it in for the next four games to see if they can get out of this like uh somehow in one piece because that's gonna take a toll on the team yeah because guys like um just tano's really good at that tyler mott um that's kind of his role even JT Miller does a lot on that side of the ice. Yeah, yeah it's it's going to be interesting because the um, I I know that I know that you hate this. I, I hate this too. Should the NHL make make the 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 one Canadian team at seven Eastern? Come on, can we be serious now? No. Not on no? the West Coast. No. If it's your West Coast team, you play on the West Coast time. Like that's. You're not going to debate that with anybody, so. The games in Vancouver that they had to play at 4 o'clock local time. Oh, your life is so terrible. Because, <laughs> no, and you talk oh, to bias. anybody on the West Coast, they hate that everything's pandered to the Eastern time zone. Yeah. Okay. Good, just good for you. I don't like That's staying up at ten. To, I don't. I don't like staying up at ten forty-five to watch to watch the first period. See, I don't either, but I can't complain because they're in the playoffs and they're like winning games. The West Coast perspective. Yeah. And uh, Lucas, I mean, it is. It is cool to see. It is cool to see. Like, like you know, I watch the Boston game and then just go straight to the Canucks game. I get that, but. I kind of want. I kind of want to watch the Canucks game. It's Lucas, seven. you're gonna have to get used to it because the Stanley Cup Final is playing in Edmonton, so they're gonna be on e- yeah West Coast time. I swear, I swear to God, if they make like, if if they make the Stanley Cup Final at ten at ten o'clock, I am boycotting Gary Bettman's house. Like I am literally gonna. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> they're gonna do it that I mean, way. So. I think the, I think the best way for them to do it would be to make it like, a nine p.m. Eastern. Or like, or like 8.30. 8, like 8, yeah, 8.30. Yeah. Something like that. Because then it's not too bad on the West Coast either. Yeah. But, but, then, think about, but then I think about it from the players. It's like 5.30. That's a, weird, that's a weird time to start. Yeah, but I mean, Edmonton's in the, I don't know, mountain. Oh, no. Edmonton, yeah, they're... Edmonton is in. The, so is it the Alberta the Alberta time zone? So it would be yeah. like so if it's at eight thirty, it'd be at six thirty. So I guess yeah, that's that's a yeah. not that's that's not so bad. Yeah. Um, but then I but then I'm reminded. I remember last year. I'm sure you all watched the Raptors last year. Yeah. I remember last year, <laughs> the game would start at like nine p.m., and yeah. I was like, that's 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 so weird. That's so weird to like st- to start to have a game at nine p.m. Eastern. Was it in Toronto? No, it was. Well, yeah, yes, they would start in Toronto. They would start in Toronto at nine p.m. That's weird. I don't know. I remember I that, I and it was that. it was so it was so strange. So, hey, well, I don't control basketball the does that too, though, where they they don't like to have playoff games overlap. Yeah. For some reason. No, yeah. it's a good reason. What do you mean for what some reason? Yeah. Viewership and money, money, money. That's all it is about. That's that's all it is. It's 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 the sad truth that we it's 
sad truth, but it's it's yeah. it's the right it's the right thing to do. Okay, Trevor. One last question: Who are you calling in the finals in the Stanley Cup finals? Who are you saying the two teams are? Yeah, I still like the Islanders out of the East. Screw you. Um, Screw you. I don't know. That team is just something else. They're they're know. great. And I just hate them. The West is interesting because I would have said Colorado, but they're down 2-0 and uh, they're not looking great. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I All four of those teams – None of them are really separating themselves. I mean, Dallas yeah. is kind of doing their thing right now. Yeah. Um, See, one thing about Dallas, though, is that I think that if they stop scoring, they're going to drop really hard because yeah. it, there's there's only, like, one line that's scoring all the major goals. So if that just stops all of a sudden, then Colorado has a shot of coming back and being able to bounce back yeah. from this. So we'll see how that goes. Look, I think – all four of those teams have a legitimate shot to make the finals. But I don't know. I think, again, like you got this Vegas-Vancouver series, and as much as I love the Canucks, I think I'd pick Vegas to make the final. So Islanders-Vegas, perfect. I'm cheering for Vegas, I don't, I don't care. The... I'm cheering for Vegas, and I, I don't care. Yeah. Let's have some fun in the NHL. Hey, and also, and also, if you're like for Vegas, it's a little, it's redemption for losing whatever, what was it, two years ago, three years ago? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'd, I'd love to be wrong and have the Canucks beat the Golden Knights, but I think I'd pick Vegas to come out of the West. And hey, then you could, then you could say the whole, hey, if we lost to the champs, if only we just beat them, we would have won the Stanley Cup. That's not how it works, but good thinking <laughs> like that. That's how stupid fans always are like, hey, if, if we if we just beat them, we would have won the cup. It's it's a good way of looking at it, though. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you for coming on to the podcast, Trevor. We'll Thanks, have man. you next time. We'll see how far the Canucks go. If they make it to the next round, we'll have you back on. Uh, thanks. Where can they find you? Or where can the listeners find you? Twitter, Instagram? Do you have Twitter? No? Um. Yeah, Twitter... Um, Trevor underscore M 29 Instagram is the same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this part of the segment. I guess we're going to come back with Lucas and talk rest of the hockey. Welcome back to the podcast guys. Um, we just cut out cause we finished our, um, segment with Trevor, the Vancouver Canucks fan. So you'll be list. You just listened, finished listening to that. So, uh, so we're back. Um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, There's so the much stuff. Um, do you want to just um, Kapanen, I guess? We have to talk about that. Or do you want to talk about um, the playoffs and then Kapanen? Uh, no, we have to uh, talk about Kapanen. Yeah, we'll talk. Can we talk? Okay, we'll do Kapanen and then we'll do the, the picture. The, stat, the, the medieval yeah. sword picture. The and then we'll do thing, the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, and, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, keep going. Okay, so Kapanen gets traded to Pittsburgh back for basically what we traded Kessel for. <laughs> um, <laughs> let, me, let me just bring that up. What, what uh, the so I want to, <laughs> so I want to tell everyone what my day was like yesterday, stressing over this freaking trade. So, 
Hey, can, can I just All read I see the on trade? Twitter is that he is that he was traded. Yeah, let me let me read the trade and then we'll go from there. So details for the Penguins: Kasperi Kapanen, Jesper Lindgren, um, Pontus Aberg. What he signed in Europe and somehow gets traded from the from the Leafs of Pittsburgh. Um, and then Maple Leafs get round one pick um, twenty twenty is going to be the fifteenth overall. Uh, left wing Evan, Evan Rogers, uh, center Philip Hollander. Defenseman David Warofsky. So that's that. So yeah. For my Polish friends, Warsowski. Yeah. I think he's like from the thing. So Rogers. I think it's actually Evan Rodriguez. Oh, did I not say Rodriguez? My bad. That's okay. So I so yesterday I had a mini panic attack because whenever the Leafs make a trade, I get a panic attack. And what was bad was I couldn't text my friend Sahar about the trade because this asshole was up north having the time of his life. Okay, so let me tell my side of the story. <laughs> so <laughs> we leave from my house around like 11, 11.30ish, and then uh, we're driving up north to Barrie because uh, we went to, to, to Wasega. Uh, so we went to Barry and then we like bounced back to Wasega. So we stop at Starbucks. Um, uh, we in Barry we stop at Starbucks to get coffee, and then uh, we wanted to stop at Tim's to get Timbits because we're going to our friend's house and we just wanted to bring something. And then we pull up to uh, to uh, to the Tim's. I take out my phone because I was driving like halfway there, um, so I couldn't like look at my phone. I look at my phone. I pull up Twitter because that was the first time I could like think. And then I see, just see Kaepernick traded, Kaepernick traded, Kaepernick yeah. traded. And then Lucas is just blowing up my DMs saying that I love this deal. This is so good. Oh, my God. This is so good. And then I'm just like, I'm losing it because, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I've never heard of any of these players. So I'm like, is this a good trade? I don't know what's going on. And just, just I'm just so confused and just I'm baffled that he's traded. And then I pull up my uh, Instagram and po- post the – post like the from Sportsnet that Kaepernick got traded and then I comment it was a it was fun while it lasted have had a couple clutch goals so which he did which he did he got us to the playoffs in the first year against Pittsburgh he scored that over uh, the goal oh no that wasn't him never mind that was well okay okay so so what happened was no so he he scored yeah so that was the the tying goal he scored which was his first his first NHL goal yeah. And then, obviously, the huge double overtime goal against the Caps. Yeah, he had a big yeah. goal against the Bruins in Game 7, and then the Leafs took a dump. And just – and he was – he's very competent. I wish the best of luck because he's a great player and yeah. ran it and just happened to be on a – and was on a cheap deal that the Leafs had to free up some cap space. And then, yeah. he, and then he gets to go back, and poor guy gets to play with Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. Like, yeah. would you be surprised if he goes to the Penguins and scores 30 goals? I wouldn't. Yeah, so I was listening to a couple of radio interviews, and they were saying that, like, this deal looks like right now on paper, this deal looks uh, like a win for the Leafs. But if he goes, one thousand percent does. If one of these players can't put up twenty goals like he did when he was on the Leafs, then that's gonna look like a loss to the Leafs. But if Kapanen can't put up twenty goals, thirty goals, it uh, for the Canuck uh, for the 
Penguins. Uh, Penguins, then that's a win for the Leafs. So this could go either way, but for right right now, I think this is a win for uh, this is a win for the Leafs uh, as a trade. Because so, yeah, so yeah, keep going, keep going. No, it's I was gonna say that like uh, Hollander, I think um, Kyle Dubas said that they were looking at him for a long time as a center and they wanted to draft him in the 2016 draft, I think, or 2017. But he, he got picked before they were expecting him to drop like in the draft so they could take him. But, uh, but uh, the penguin, uh, the Buffalo Sabres got him before and Dubas said that he was looking at him for a long time to see if he could get up, uh, if he could find, uh, find a way to trade for him. So um, it looks good. And, uh, Hopefully this works out for the Leafs and we can move. So like we can, this is a win, I guess. This is very much a win. So how this all breaks down is at 11.20 a.m. yesterday. Are you on the road at this time? 11, at 11.20 yeah. a.m.? Yeah. Okay. It just says from Elliot Friedman, Kasperi Kapanen is being traded to, to Pitt. My heart sinks to my feet. Literally sinks to the bottom of my body because all I'm thinking is, they traded Kasperi Kapanen for Jack Johnson. They 1,000% did it. And Kyle Dubas is a madman no. who's going to have Cody Cece and Jack Johnson as a pairing for next year because that's what's, what's going to happen because this team can't do anything right. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. All these assholes on Twitter are making are retweeting fake Elliot Friedman accounts and fake, like, <laughs> and fake um, like insider accounts. Being like, you know, Jack Johnson to the, to the Leafs and Kasperi Kapanen trade. Brian Russ to the trade as well. And so next thing from Friedman is Toronto D prospect Jesper Lindgren also going to Pittsburgh. Sounds like a first rounder is key part of the return. Uh, Toronto clearing space. And, I, and then my heart comes back from my foot to about my, my leg area as, uh, I, as I calm down. Because I go first round pick. That's very good considering we didn't have one. And I never thought that... I never thought that Kasperi Kapanen would fetch a first-round pick. And then as I see the, the full trade, it goes back into its normal spot where it's supposed to be, which is right where my heart is supposed to be. Yeah. So, I'm, I, so I look at this trade, and the reason why I love this trade for the Leafs, did you ever think that you could get a mid-first-round pick for a third-line winger? Um, so I was, uh, yeah, no, I, I was not expecting that. When I saw that, I'm like, good for you, Dubas. You actually somehow good pulled this. Good for you, Kyle. Thing. Yeah. Um, one thing I did see was that, like on Twitter, I don't know who posted it, but they got the same return that they, they got the same return for, um, for Kasperi Kapanen as they did for Phil Kessel. Really? Yeah. They got a first round pick. Cause the um, trade really reminds me of it. Yeah, so it's a first-round pick, uh, Kasperi Kapanen, and then two other prospects or, like, players or whatever. And w- that's the exact same thing we got for Kasperi Kapanen. Holy basically. shit, you're right. Yeah, like... This is literally, this is literally just like that trade. Wow. Yeah, Can so, I tell you, the day that, the day that Phil Kessel got traded was... I, I remember vividly. It was literally... It was, it was Canada Day, so, like, free agency day. Yeah. Uh, tw- uh, 20, 2015. I didn't even know that it happened until I went outside to play with my friends. And they were like, oh, the Leafs got nothing for Kessel. I'm like, you're lying. You're lying. And then they're like, no, look at this. And I, I literally almost started crying. Yeah. I literally yeah. almost started crying because Phil Kessel was my guy. But to see that the Leafs got 
the 15th overall pick. So really, so I kind of think of it as the Leafs gave up the 13th pick to the, to the Hurricanes. I kind of just see it as, hey, they traded down two spots. Yeah. Hey, what, what, what are you going to do? Um, Evan Rodriguez, I talked with Anthony, who we've had on the show. He said that he's about a, you know, a third line guy, feisty, puts a, doesn't put up a, a lot of points, but a bit of a grinder, you know, someone, someone who you could uh, use as, in a defensive role. Okay. If he gets, Philip Hollander, I've heard really good things about. If, if either of those guys gets 20, 20 goals, then that's all we need. We don't need anything more yeah. than that. Cause that's See, captain. I don't even captain think. Was- Captain was putting I don't up even think we goals. need 20 goals from them. I don't, you know who I think we need 20 goals from? Nick Robertson. Because he's yeah. literally just going to fill yeah, in yeah. his spot. That's actually he's, a good like, point. I just, I just feel that Nick Robertson's just going to slide right into that spot. And uh, David, David Warsawski, I've, I've seen, is just like, he's probably not going to play, which, which whatever. He's, he's 30. But I have. Um, he's 30. He's probably going to be on the Marlies. He's on a two-way contract. So it's going to be good help for the Marlies because the Marlies lost a lot of players. So... It's going to be good for them, and hopefully the Marlies can bounce back because they had after – uh, after Keith left, that team just went down the drain. So – and and we all know – we all know Dubas, uh, Dubas is just ties to the Marlies. He was the, he was the GM yeah. there for years. Um, but I'm really – I'm really happy with getting Evan Rodriguez and, uh, and Philip Hollander. And as well as that, they're getting the 15th overall pick, which that's – and now the Leafs have so much – now, instead of if you're looking for getting a defenseman or looking to get anyone to bolster up your team, the Leafs didn't have any chips to play. Now they got some yeah. chips to play with. Now, yeah, yeah. now it's now. See, the problem was always it was always that um, everyone knew what the Leafs needed, and the Leafs didn't have as many chips. And they were like, "All right, Kyle, you come to Kyle, you come to me, and I and I call the shots." Dubis yeah. has Dubis has some room now so that he can call the shots. Yeah, because and because of this trade, and he has that's Hollander. why I'm really happy about it. Yeah, he has Hollander, who's a center. So in theory, if he wants, he can keep him. Or centers are valued everywhere around the league. So if he wants, he can trade trade him. But from the sounds of it, he I think he might keep him. So that means that might mean Kerfoot might be up for available trade. Kerfoot, Janssen, and the first round pick for a top line defenseman. Sounds like a pretty good deal, or not? Like that's no, sounds, no. Not I mean, for me. I mean, that's like you have an option to trade to trade these players and that first round pick for you to get that number one defenseman, and okay. who knows? Because because I'm not trading. I'm not trading all three of those things. <laughs> I'm not trading all three of those I, uh, things at once. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean like all all, all okay. at once. I'm just you saying that you have. <laughs> You have options that you can mix and match, and you can get something. Like you could try, try, uh, uh, try to trade Janssen in the first round, or Janssen and Kerfoot, or just make a combination that works, and you can get something back. For and, for the uh, fans that uh, want Petrangelo, he said he wants to stay a Blue. So I think the, either the Blues are going to trade someone else, or something's going to happen Franco. there. Let's do it where he, he, it's either going to go either way. Like, it's either someone's going to have to get traded from the Blues or he's not going to pl- be playing for the Blues. And for the Leafs, I think we have, like, seven and a half cap, uh, seven and a half million to sign him, which I think could be enough. But I don't know. I doubt it, though. Because they still have to sign Mikheyev and even maybe Dermot. True. Yeah, so... So I don't, so, I don't so, think that their current cap space, like... How, uh, Nick gets it done. 
I don't think Dermot's getting a raise. He's he's probably gonna get like uh, a two million, like uh, like uh, Justin Hall. So like that's not gonna be that much. And I think they're gonna move someone else still. Um. So we'll hmm. see how that goes. Oh, they said we're not done. They they yeah. said that they weren't done yeah. making moves. Yeah, yeah. Now, question. Uh, I've heard, I've heard from people that this draft really isn't any really that defensively strong, like defense heavy. Yeah. In the mid round or in the in the mid uh, section of the first round, are you keeping the pick, or are you getting rid of it for? Because I I was thinking get rid of it with Janssen for Dumba, or get rid of it with Janssen for Pareko. Um, okay, so there isn't any, like, major, like, defensemen that are available. So it's either you get, like, I would trade it because defensively, like, I was reading a couple articles, and there was, in the top 10, there's a lot of defensive, like, like, power that, like, you could, they could be superstars. But in the bottom, like mid range, they there aren't any like like that. There's a goaltender, but that's he's probably gonna go above because every team needs a goaltender. So I don't know how that's gonna work. Um, I'm saying if there's an opportunity, trade him because realistically we have enough forwards that we don't need another forward that's gonna be in the Marlies for two years and then eventually come up to the um to the to the Leafs. So. I don't know. It's it has to be the situation. But if you can trade it, I would trade it. If not, keep him. Pick a good uh, good player, and then just you could either just trade that good player or just have the pick and just keep the player. And uh, and another thing is always the the league needs centers. Or sorry, the, the, sorry the Leafs the Leafs need centers. Yeah, they don't have a like you know you got Austin Matthews, you got John Tavares, probably two yeah. of the best centers in the game. Yeah. Aside from that, you know, they got Kerfoot, they got Gautier, they got Spezza, they got... They got Hollander, you know, the new player that they got yeah, from... Yeah, and they don't... The they're, not, they're not great when it comes to center depth. So, if there's a really good center at 15, don't, I, wouldn't be supposed, I wouldn't be opposed to taking it. Yes. If it's but a center got or a, a defenseman, I'm, I'm okay with it. But if it's like a left wing or a right wing player that can't play the, center, I, I don't I want I swear him. to God. I yeah. swear to God. Like, it, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I I like the trade. I I think you like the trade, too. Yeah. I, I think it works out. I know Penguins fans don't like the trade. Yes. Because cause, cause it seems like Jim Rutherford is just throwing out first-round picks like they're hotcakes. Yes. At this point in where the Penguins are, I think they need those first-round picks because Crosby and Malkin are getting up there in age, and they need the next superstar to take those positions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was watching uh, – I got two things before before we move into the next topic. I was watching Tim and Sid, and, and uh, Sid Sixero said, like, you know, you, know, you got a first-round pick for Kasperi Kapitan, who's never scored, like, more than 40 points in his career. Imagine what you can get for William Nylander. <laughs> okay, so first of all, that's no, – no, we're not trading William Nylander. Like, that's just dumb. Um, second of all, uh, it was Rutherford. So Rutherford had done a couple dumb trades, and I don't think – I don't think anyone, anyone would give him – anyone – I don't think any other team would give 
them a first round pick for Kasperi Kapanen. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I, I do. Um, I very much do. I, I don't think any other team, unless maybe like Minnesota, but they have a new GM there. So I don't know how they operate. I'm surprised that Oilers didn't go for Kapanen. And I think the, the Penguins just outbid the Oilers because I think the Oilers just, uh, the Oilers were like, we're not giving a first round pick for you guys. Like, that's ridiculous. Um, but I think that's, I don't think, like, what? If, if, he, if Kapanen got, like, a first-round pick, then what? Nylander can get two first-round picks? Like, two first, or first-round pick and then two second-round picks? Like, that's way too much for Nylander. Pers- like, even as a Leafs fan, that's way too, like, I, if I had to trade for Nylander, that's way too much. I'm not paying that much for two first-round uh, first pick and then two second-round picks. That's way too much. For to pay for Nylander. Now, I, I I agree I agree with you uh, wholeheartedly, but I I think that if Dubas were to actually trade Nylander, he wouldn't trade it for you know as we call it magic beans. You know, yeah. He, he would trade it for who's going to help me now. Yeah. So that's what I that's what I think that he would just trade Nylander for, which he won't. Yeah. And yeah. I, I I personally I personally think. If the Leafs trade Willie Nylander, they will be they will be worse. They would be a worse yeah. team the next day. Yeah. Now, uh, the second thing, my one of my best friends, uh, one of my best friends Noah, kept telling me he's like, "Don't trade Captain. Don't trade Captain. Don't trade Captain, because you're gonna regret it one day down the line." And he said, and it's again, it's again, just just, just of course. And he's like, "If you trade Nylander." He's like, and if you trade Nylander, you'll get more. And remember when Kapanen played with, with Matthews, when Nylander was out with his contract, yeah. how they played very, really well together. I see his point. I, I do see his point. However, I don't, I don't, I really don't agree with it. I, I, think I really Kapanen... don't agree with it because, because like we, we've, we've seen Kapanen in, in the top six and it doesn't work out that well. Yeah. And I think we've seen the roof on Kapanen. Like, I don't think Kapanen's going anywhere higher. And I th- isn't Kapanen older than Nylander by, like, two years? I think I think Kapanen's, like, 24. I actually Nyl- think, they're the, I think they're the same age, actually. I think they were drafted the same year. Oh, I, I, like I, I could. Yeah. I could be. I could be wrong. But I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure they're actually, like, the same, the same age. But the, the fact that he, that he played with Matthews for, like, 20 games, yes, but, like, I, I don't know. I still, 24. I still don't, I still don't think so. Still don't think, still don't think that he, that his game will elevate if he plays with Matthews. And yeah. His, okay. his game will elevate to a point of, uh, that we've never seen. Yeah. They're the same age. So, and I think that the ceiling for uh, Nylander is higher than the ceiling for Kapanen. I think Kapanen has reached the ceiling. He might get a, have a better shot, which he's going to make more goals, but there are a lot of chances, like even in the, the Columbus round, there were a lot of chances where he just didn't shoot. And then he just killed the play uh, because he oh didn't God, there's nothing, shoot. There's nothing I hate more. Yeah. There's nothing I hate more than that. And when he does shoot, he shoots it right at the guy's chest. Yeah. So if he improves his shot, and then he might have a better chance. But till then, I think he just reached the ceiling. And he cannot perform in top six when it comes to being on the Leafs. And... That, that's a disappointment because I, I liked him as just a player, as a character in a great, the team. Great player. great player. He was a great player and just a great, like, person for the team. And just – he was feisty and, like, he just brought uh, energy to the team. But 
he could not perform in that top six. And in this league, if you're getting paid three, or on this team, if you're getting paid $3 million, you have to perform in the top six. And if you can't perform like that, then that that's you're, you're not on this team. Just for, for Penguins fans, what's your, what you're getting is a, a player is a player who's extremely fast, uh, can perform well offensively, can perform well on the penalty kill, uh, can be a feisty little bugger, but just lots of breakaway he, he can goals. Be extremely childish, and I, yeah. And, but he can just be extremely childish, and you see that, and and you've seen that like this year. This year he missed a practice and was and was suspended for a game. You know, which is surprising because he's, he's twenty four, and he's still like childish and stuff like that. Like I. I'd expect to like till you're like 22, 23, 24 at the latest that like you're still out partying and stuff like that and you're not taking it seriously. But I think with Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin and like the the older just group there, I think he's going to start taking it seriously. And after getting traded, I think that's a wake up call for him to get his shit together and try to put up points and make an impact in the league. So, um, all right. Um, you you want to take over the thing because I don't really know what happened, but start I guess. Uh, I okay. On a bit, but yeah. So, so Alan Walsh, who is a Alan Walsh, who is an agent for Mark Andre Fleury, backup goaltender now for the Vegas Golden Knights, posted a picture using Photoshop of. Marc-Andre Fleury being stabbed with a sword with a sword <laughs> um, and if you look inside uh, if you zoom in on it you will see that engraved on this on the sword is the last name DeBoer which is the head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights this was posted obviously because Robin Lanner has taken the starting job from Marc-Andre Fleury yeah, and Alan Walsh feels as though his client Flurry was stabbed, stabbed in, in the, the back, back yeah. by his head coach. Yeah. See, this is a dumb move. Is a this? I don't know, but it's a dumb move because the, 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 he has a two more. He has two more years on the contract with Vegas, and this is going to be kind of awkward. For the next two to three years, or how long, how long is this contract? Um, Robin Leonard isn't going to be there next year because he's a goaltender and he's a good. Oh, goaltender. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Does Does Vegas even have the cap room to pay him? I okay. If they get rid of Mark Andre Fleury, then they can. They were oh, talk- that's like- that's what you're thinking. I- I'm thinking that they don't trade Mark Andre Fleury, but. I guess with this whole situation, I gotta they deal, might. Have I got to deal with this guy. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking if I'm Vegas and if I'm, you know, George McPhee and all and their uh, and their staff. I don't know. I'm not dealing with this guy. He's. They're saying that we're like not loyal to him when really we're just trying to give our team the best chance to win. How about Mark Andre Fleury shows up in the playoffs, which he just hasn't this year, and Robin Leonard's been fantastic. You know, aside from yesterday, he wasn't that. He wasn't that great, but he's been. He's been fantastic. Yeah, but but like but that apparently it wasn't him. He did not like confirm the image or oh, whatever. Oh shit. But like if you if you just... pull 
if you pull that kind of photo out and like you're calling out your head coach, there's no way it's just your agent. Because if it was oh, just your agent, saying. that's what I'm saying. If it was just your agent, then you would not put the the boar. You would just put the uh, put the put the, the sword into the back. That's it. That's all you would do. Um, oh but, no, he, yeah. Mark Andre Fleury ha- definitely had something to do with that. Because if that was me, if this was if this was me, and I have no problem with my coach and my agent out of nowhere posted that picture, that would be down in less than half a second. Yeah. It was up for 24 hours, but 36 yeah. hours, probably longer. Yeah, yeah. Like, what are, up, what are you doing? It was up too long. It was, it was that's oh, what it was. So it was way long. too long. If it was 30, like, if it was like 30 minutes, I'd understand. But it, after that, 10 like, minutes after, was too long. Yeah, 10 minutes was too long. So I don't know how that's good. That Vegas is going to be interesting to see what they do because I, t- if I I'm don't in think. Vegas, if I'm Vegas, I'm trading this guy because he because yeah. he's yelling, he's shouting out my coach for yeah. trying to make his talking team. I'm trading this guy and re-signing Robin Leonard. Yeah, DeBoer is he's DeBoer's not leaving because he just got he just got there first year he just and got they there. and they went further into the playoffs so further than last time. So they're they're gonna be there and um, he's gonna he's not going anywhere. So Ro- I think Robin Leonard's gonna get traded and. Buffalo, you mean Flurry? Yeah, sorry, Flurry's getting traded. Um, Buffalo, maybe. Hi, I'm sure Buffalo fans would take that. I don't think Flurry yeah. would, but I, I'm yeah, sure I Buffalo fans would take either. that. Uh, but that's such a that's such a that's such a bad that's such a bad thing about Buffalo is you, you pissed off our team. Go suck go suck it in Buffalo because that's just what happens. Yeah, that's just what happens. Or it's like, Ar- eh, no, go to Buffalo. Arizona has good goaltending. Who has bad goaltending? The Sharks. Who has... Yes. Yes. Would he go to the but Sharks the, though? But the thing is, that's I think that's a division rival, so they wouldn't do that. Yeah, that is a division rival. So I, but I think that I think Buffalo, Buffalo is a great is a great example because it's like you piss us off, go out find in Buffalo, because like or Edmonton, oh. Calgary, or Edmonton, oh, both of them. They need goaltending, so maybe there. Um, uh, but Ottawa, Ottawa, why not? So, or so apparently, um, Edmonton wants to re-sign Mike Smith. Oh God! Please no. They no. They don't need another bad. <laughs> Goaltending is what ruined their their season. I don't understand why they want to re-sign him. Because Both you hate fl- yourself. Uh, trade Yassi Poliarvi. Is that the guy that's in Finland right now? Trade him uh, to yeah. Vegas. Get that goaltender, and then try to shed some salary, and then have Mark Andre Fleury on the Edmonton Oilers with uh, the next with, uh, Sidney Crosby. What? Yeah, Costco. With, with literally McDavid. Yes, he's literally the next Sidney Crosby. Yeah. So <laughs> why yeah. would you re-sign Mike Smith? Because you hate yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah. Um, um I was I, don't really I was have, so yeah. I was so just taken away. I was taken away by the stupidity, by the utter stupidity yeah. of that photo. I was like, how can you be this rich and that dumb? Yeah, that, that that whole situation just was so dumb. Um, uh, uh, Mike and Green. What's worse, is, what's worse is that we all know Mike Andre Fleury knew about it. Yeah, that that's the worst as part. Much as, he's, as much as he's trying to say, like, oh, I had nothing to do with it. Oh, we all know. I knew yeah. from his press conference. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Um, 
yeah, I don't know how that's going to work out, but it's going to be an interesting offseason for the Vegas. If they go far in the playoffs, then this might just be a blip in the season, but it could go further there. Um, Chris Johnson, about two hours ago, wrote this. Um, Mike Green tells Tarek, Tarek that he's retiring. So Mike Green um, uh, is, Mike, is retiring from the uh, NHL. So, NHL. Yeah. <laughs> NHL, sorry. Um, didn't, so good, did for, good for – yeah, good for Mike Green. Uh, good for Mike Green because he's a he's been a defenseman for for so many so many years. Uh, gr- great guy with the uh, uh, it was a, it was a great great defenseman for the Capitals for years, and then he was on the it was on the the, the Red Wings. Jesus, he was on the Red Wings for years, and he just came to to Edmonton, Edmonton. this year. Yeah, yeah, he came to Edmonton this year and sat out for the for the. For the COVID Cup, and then and then uh, and then uh, just retired this year. But you know, um, hey, good for him. Long career, like not many players get 15 years in the NHL. So you know, it's always it's always I'm sure bittersweet to see um, to see players go. But hey, I'm I'm happy for him. Yeah. Um, that's about it for the podcast, I guess. We don't really have what, what anything. Are, well, we're not going to talk about, we're not going to talk about the playoffs. Oh, the playoffs. Oh my God. I completely <laughs> forgot about that. I just, I thought we'd just like, wrap what? it up, I guess. Um, yeah, the playoffs, they, like, we kind of talked they, about they it with happen. Trevor. Yeah, they happen. We kind of tra- talked about it with Trevor. We talked about a couple of the series. Um, we just want – do you just want to – like, I don't really have much to say because they're all in, like, the middle of the series or the beginning. So, like, I don't really have much to say about them. So, um, the Islanders look really good against Philly. Philly can't score jack shit. Um, I don't know. Tending. Jesus, what happened? Like, I-, I was watching that game. I was not, – not to not to flex or anything, but I was working out and watching the game. And uh... – <laughs> Weird flex, but okay. Um. So I'm so I'm watching the game during this workout and just I'm just going like what happened to the Flyers? What yeah. happened to this te- what happened to this team that was so good and was so high flying no, no pun intended and just and just all over and just no all over the place score, scoring goals what happened to them? And they got to figure something out. Like I know the Islanders are good defensively but the Flyers also weren't weren't up to par with what with what we expect from them. Yeah. And they're um, so, they're playing they're playing in like three hours. So yeah, they're playing tonight. Hours. Yeah, so uh, um, so they gotta they gotta figure out what's going on. If the Flyers go down 2-0, I don't see them coming back unless Carter Hart is just unstoppable. Cut, so that's sucks hot. to say. Sucks to say, but we'll see how that goes. Um, the next series in the East is Tampa and Boston. That was a tight game last night. Um, oh, it's a very good game. Some uh, Elliot Friedman called out officiating on hockey night, um, and so did Brian Burke. And Brian Burke. So I think if the reporters are complaining about officiating, the NHL is going to have to either. I'm like I tw- I tweeted out. I don't know if you saw, but I'm like I'm like I think I did. Somehow Elliot Friedman's going to get um going to get um fined Fine. for this. Um, so 
if uh, if reporters are calling out officiating, it's okay, if Elliot Friedman says you issue. suck. If Elliot Friedman says you suck, you, you suck. suck. Yeah, you are um, terrible. And just so, we've been we've been complaining about this. Like, yeah. I know playoff refereeing is different. I I've come to I've come to that conclusion from my yeah. ten years of watching hockey. And I don't know what it is this year. It just seems so much worse because. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm becoming an old man, because every time I watch, I, I watch it. I was like, I was like, you know, oh, what a light call, what a soft call. This game's getting too soft, and I, yeah. I hate people like that. I hate people yeah. like that where it's like, what happened to the NHL? So soft, you can't, you know, run a guy into the boards anymore. It's so soft. But I'm seeing, I'm seeing JT Miller literally tap whatever uh, Jonathan Marchessault on the glove, and he gets called for a hooking penalty. And I'm like, yeah. What's he supposed to do? He's, he's trying to he's trying to get the puck away from him. Yeah, um, it's interesting to see how officiating is just not evolving, but it's kind of going backwards somehow. Oh, and it's, that's, it's so it's so backwards. That's what you don't want to happen when it comes to officiating. Uh, we were talking in like in our DMs, and I was saying that like the NBA has the same officiating, 365 days in the year. And that's why the sport can be presented and watched by everyone, and they all understand the rules. And it's the same rules from the beginning of the season to the end of the season to the finals. But in the NHL, you can't be a casual fan and then come to the playoffs, and you're like, do none of these rules apply? Or does how are they calling more penalties in the playoffs than they did in the regular season? Because in the NHL, because in the playoffs, it just seems like the refs you get, flip a coin. Like, it's just flip a coin. Is that yeah. a penalty? Uh tails yes it's penalty. Yeah. it's penalty and then oh, if any coach uh, heads no penalty what if, yeah if any coach says anything or any player they just get fined instead of fixing the problem uh, instead of fixing the problem they just find the players and continue doing what they're doing and that's no way of building a sport that uh, a casual viewer can watch so uh-huh. that's i'm kind of bummed out about that but um oh i'm so the, i'm so mad i'm i'm so mad because it's like because it's one of the things we ask for consistency, which I don't think is, I don't think that's, that's a hard thing to ask for. It's not, no. NBA, it's not NBA refs, NBA refs, as much as we in Toronto, yeah, Toronto think that we're like out to, out to be eaten by the refs. We're not, we're just complaining, yeah. which is fine. But it seems that in, in the NHL, like I just said, it's uh, flip a coin. What? Uh, yeah. Heads. Okay. No, not, not a penalty. What? That's not how you ref your game. Consistency. It's and it's all it's okay. These it's it's always like okay. These refs in this game called everything. These refs in this game called nothing. Yeah. And there's no there's no middle. There there hasn't been a healthy middle for the last whatever four years. It's always See, just been like okay, we got to even it out. We got to even it out. It's got to be yeah. fair. Four four penalties each by the second period. Come on. So you hear that like NH like the Toronto Maple Leafs fans complain about refereeing, but then if you go to the like NBA, I know it's a different sport and like, but no Raptors fan is complaining about officiating. They're complaining about either we didn't play well or the other team just beat us r- right out. So there's no like compl- in the N- NBA. I've I've watched a lot of like reports and just like I've been more into sports over quarantine and just like once the return to play happened across all sports. And officiating isn't ever an issue in the NBA. 
And that should be the same in the NHL, but it is, and it sucks, and we kind of have to just no, deal with it. Because... No, you're just a you're just a salty Leaf fan who's mad yeah. that uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets beat you, because apparently, be- because you know the Leafs the Leafs didn't get any calls because Columbus <laughs> okay, has some okay. sort of I don't want to go down this on the road again. Moving on, uh, back to the Tampa Boston series. Tampa looks looks to be back. They they played great. Goaltending was there. Those things. Great game. It was a back and forth game, which I expect the whole series to go. So, um, and fucking Brad Marchand, two goals. Brad Marchand, yeah. Um, that piece of shit. Did you see? Did you see Zach Bogosian dangle the jock off of Tory Krug? Yeah, this this like thirty three year old dangled Tory Krug, who's who's another player supposed to make like eight million, maybe more, maybe nine million. And yeah. sends it to Blake Coleman for an amazing goal. Blake and then Coleman he just, got like, another... diving goal, yeah. Was... Oh, great goal. Blake Coleman got another goal on, on the breakaway. Um, and, uh, the, and the Andre Palat goal in overtime was a, was a, was a great goal. was a great goal, too. Just, uh, it was a, a, a fourth-line goal. And I, I like those kind of goals where it's like they were just kind of digging in there, uh, yeah. you know, ca- causing havoc. Pat Maroon, Pat Maroon, he, that, guy's, that guy's a player. That guy's a yeah. He's a, he's a grind. Like that's a that's a player I want. That's a player I want to play here, just because of the heart the guy has. Um, yeah. and it was a it was a great it was a great play. But I think I think we should really give credit to someone who who was on the Bruins who lost. I think Yaroslav Halak has played an amazing amazing playoffs in a yeah. in a position that he never thought he was going to be in. He's been fantastic. Yeah. yeah, he's he's been playing really good. And like, cause God damn it, what's his name? Took a rask uh, last. But since he left, he, um, he's been uh, Halak has been playing really well, and you, he hasn't lost in regulation since, since yeah. Stuker last left. You're like if Boston fans won't be able to complain that like goaltending was the thing that let like let them down because goaltending has been amazing this the entire playoffs that they've been playing. So uh, yeah, um, and like Jesus, seeing Brad Marchand just be just scoring yeah. goals just fucking kills me <laughs> that rat. Um, uh we talked about vegas and vancouver with trevor so if you want to really listen to that segment um we, i don't have much to say uh that is gonna be a back and forth series and it's just gonna be whoever I, has I have a lot of faith in the canucks after, after yesterday i yeah. really do yeah if they can pull that if they can play two, three more games like that then i say vancouver but if they have another shutout game i'm saying vegas so it's gonna be a back and forth hopefully vancouver comes out because that's gonna be a fun team to watch and if they can go further um well last year's colorado, columbus colorado and dallas oh yeah colorado colorado my bad colorado and dallas um who thought I, that we'd be in this position yeah colorado the hockey gods were not for them in the in this last series they got their like top six defensemen got uh top four defensemen got injured, then it was goal te- goalie got injured. Um, I, I Nathan McKinnon is a make an amazing player, but I don't think he's able to pull this off without that those two things and goaltending mostly, but uh, because they have Kale McCarr, so that's not too big of a loss, but. I don't think they're going to be able to pull this off and Dallas is going to win this series. Like I never, we, we were talking about how Colorado, I was like, you know, Colorado's probably going to, you know, 
five, six games, you know, yeah. easy, easy. Like, and we were like, we were saying like six games, six games at the very most. I, I'm so shocked to see that Dallas is up two nothing, especially yeah. a team because they, they couldn't score and they just yeah. figured out like Jamie Benn and, and Tyler Sagan were like, well, we're here now, yeah. you know, like, and Alex Radula was like, oh, I hit it too. Um, yeah. and, and, and it's, I, I'm so, I, I thought, I thought that the Avalanche were just going to steamroll over the, over the stars, just, you know, not, nothing special because especially Kadri was on this big, big run, McKinnon yeah. and, 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 uh, McCarr and, and Rantanen just, and Landis Cog. Like, I know they're down their starting goalie, but I mean, Barube has been adequate, and <laughs> they were up two nothing last game. Yeah, but then you have to you have to give credit to Dallas because they come out and oh, just yeah. score like six, so, six goals. So like that's ridiculous. Um, it's good for them. They finally found scoring, and I don't really know what the teams like. You know how like I, the Leafs' identity is being questioned. I also question the Dallas's identity because. Defensively, they're not amazing defensively, but they don't have amazing scoring. And then all of a sudden, they have scoring now. And you want to talk about a team that's that's down to, um, you want to talk about a team that's down, starting goalie Ben Bishop hasn't played a single game in in the playoffs. Oh, that's actually a good point. It's all been Anton Hudobin, baby. Yeah. Ben Bishop hasn't played a game yet. Yeah. So. If, if you're a Boston Bruin fan complaining about goaltending, look at the Dallas Stars. They're beating the best team in the league by far. Yeah. They're beating by far the best team in the league, and they're up 2 nothing, and they haven't used their starting goalie yet. Yeah. Like, so it's the good. NHL playoffs, dude. They're the, weir- yeah. they're the weirdest, greatest things in the world. I could not predict any – like, you can't predict this kind of – like, these games are so just out of the blue, and just these lo- series are just, like – such a coin flip that you can't predict this. Like, if anybody predicted this like this well, I I would be surprised. And I don't think anybody is winning any like a lot of money from this series or uh, these playoffs because nothing is predictable. And the one the one good thing to come out of the Colorado series is all the Kadri tweets are going away. Yeah, that <laughs> every time he scores a goal, it makes the series the the trade look a lot worse. But then again. He, there was no space care. for him. He was going to get traded either way. Like, um, I'm at the point, I don't care. Do whatever you want. Yeah. But apparently, like, Kadri got a penalty, and and people are, and and I think, like, people are talking about, oh, player safety, better take a look at that. If, if Nazem Kadri breathes on someone, is he now getting three games, a three game suspension? Like, is he not allowed to just breathe? But so then again, it's it's the same thing with, like, the NHL. Like, the NHL is just dumb. It's a league like that where it's dumb, where, like you can't once you become an offender you automatically everything you do has to get checked um yeah it's it's just dumb there's there's some stuff in this league that is just dumb and shouldn't be like that but that's just how it is and you kind of just have to deal with it it is how it is it is how it is yeah um Um, last thing before we go before before we before we leave um i want to give a shout out to nbc sports for employing mike milbury and oh okay. making yeah. the nhl a place for everyone 
and making it so that everyone feels included. Oh my god. Because that's what we're trying to do in this sport is include everyone and not and not subjectify people for wanting to for wanting to enjoy hockey, you know? Yeah. I think he should have got fired. He's an idiot. I'm and surprised he hasn't been I'm surprised he wasn't fired even yeah. before then from all the shit he um, says. I'm surprised he's still on the thing. This is why the NHL will never go mainstream because we have people like this we have and <laughs> and I'm surprised like how did they even like allow him to like talk about this kind of sh- like is there no like producer that watches over like what they're going to say or what they're going to talk like their talking points like does it just come out of the blue like I don't understand. Um, it's disappointing and that we is, have. And the question I have is, how is it the first thing that comes to your mind when talking about the bubble life? Yes, that that's a like, whole other thing. You, like, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Like the bubble life is like you could say that like they miss their family and kids and just how they're like only Ugh. stuck with themselves. There's so much other thing like talking about like how the bubble is working. No one has COVID and all this other stuff. That's the thing that comes to mind when it comes to that. Like it's, it's I, I don't understand. And I, and I, I can't I think wait it's just till so... NBC loses the rights to the oh, NHL me too. and ESPN because they gets can't it. even do a proper. They can't even yes. get, do a proper broadcast. They can't. Yes. Yeah. They, they really can't messed do up. a proper broadcast. Um. Um. Yeah. And it's just, it's just how, how does someone like him, who before this was known as the GM who traded away Roberto Luongo, the GM that signed Rick DiPietro, one of the and one of the worst general managers in the world. How does he get employed by a network that's supposed to endorse hockey and by so and as uh, as a voice that's supposed to be of reason to to, to the hockey world, yeah. an an, op- an opinion you could trust. Yeah. How See, is that guy your opi- the opinion you can trust? I understand why they like hired um, Brian Burke for like Sportsnet because he Brian Burke doesn't say stupid shit like that. Yes, but he, Brian Burke says stupid shit about hockey and about just like like okay. in the sport itself. But he doesn't go like off topic. When he does go off topic, he knows what the fuck he's talking about because he's a lawyer and knows what the fuck he's talking about. But when it comes to just like dumb hockey stuff, he creates a storm that's good publicity for the uh, for like the. For the team, for Sportsnet. Team, for Sportsnet, yeah. But this this guy just I don't understand. He's not creating any good uh, content or anything for this team and or uh, for the broadcasting or just broadcasting in general. And yeah, I and don't got, think. And they got Pierre Maguire there too, and he's yes, and he's the same. Like that, whoever I don't know who said it, but someone said that like this is the Seattle Needle Tower Needle. Needle, yeah, the space mm-hmm. needle or whatever. They said the CN Tower is the Seattle Space Needle. Whoever tweeted that is just so goddamn oblivious to anything that's going on in their lives. And I don't think we need those kind of people in broadcasting uh, presenting this sport. This it's a great sport, and we need people that are enthusiastic about the sport and know what's going on around the sport and know how to talk to this generation that's coming up right now. Because if we don't get them on board. NHL won't last the next decade. So mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes. And, it, and, just, and the I, NHL... I, saying, I, I, said this to a, I said this to one of my friends. Okay. Sorry, we're, 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 lagging, we're lagging a bit. We're jumping. 
I said, I said this to one of my friends. I told her, I told her about this and she didn't know what was happening. And then I, I told her what he said. She was like, how do you, it's like, how would you even say that? That's terrible. And then it really came to my mind of like, we've made, we, we, we tried to make such progress this year yeah. over, over everything, protests, you know, movements, inclusion, how, and even sports and just so many general respect things, across the general respect across the NHL and how didn't you feel a sense of pride seeing the Raptors just uh, seeing oh, yeah. the Raptors speak yeah. out yeah, and yeah. seeing Nick Nurse on t- uh, I was watching Nick Nurse and Tim and said they didn't talk any basketball all they talked about was was you know how he's so proud of his players for taking a stand and I felt a I felt a real sense of pride in the Leafs too once everything came back there were they're taking they're taking advantage of of this opportunity and 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 being a part of this movement and how are we as as a sport gonna move forward in this world that's all about that's all about finally including people in something how are we gonna move forward when we have people like this running our sport and people like this in our sport yeah. I've been a hockey fan it's, since I was nine years old. Yeah. And I'm just realizing, and I'm so realizing now how behind the sport has been uh, behind every other league. Yeah. But see, the thing is, we have to start from the top, which is broadcasting and just just general, like, who presents the sport. Because then from there, you can have kids that see themselves in those people and they can see themselves playing hockey as a living and being part of this like community or being part of the NHL. But until that happens, the NHL is going to be stuck where it is, where it's going to be majority white people. It's going to be a majority white people sport. And in general, this is going to like, this is going to take 10 to 15, maybe even 20 years, a generation for this to change. Because it has to start somewhere, and it's going to take a while for this to change. Um, hopefully, we can see the change as soon as possible, but we'll see how it goes. Um, um, I think that's where we're going to leave it. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Check us out on Spotify, uh, the Apple Music, rate us on Google, whatever. Just Share the podcast if you can. Um, Share it, god damn it! I have the uh, I have the title for the podcast. It's gonna be Vancouver. Oh, you Vancouver and trade traded in. Vancouver and traded in. Okay, Vancouver yeah. and traded in. All right. Yeah, because Cap Capanin and then traded in because he got traded. Haha, funny goddamn comedian over here. Um, yeah. So thanks for listening, see, guys. Because we'll, you see, you see, because you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week, uh, and yeah. <laughs>